Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram. It's delighted to be joined this evening here in St Kilda East in the home of Giggles and Jill and Baby Sean. Thanks for having us on, Giggles. No worries, St Kilda West. St Kilda West, apologies. Yeah. Bentley East, isn't it, Sean? Bentley East, you're getting all around. Getting John a bit gone off. Yeah, apologies <laughs> for that, guys. Good to be here on you, Liam. Yeah, great to have you along on Shawnee as well. And also, we have Jill here as well. She's just home from a, a boozy afternoon in a wine bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jill now. She's very well on. Yeah. Um, we had a great episode last week. Uh, without you, Giggles, but it was still a good episode. It was the first one, actually, we think we've done... Without you, it's just me and Shawnee. We've done a few, just you and me. You did one in that studio before, it was just you and Shawnee. What studio? You went into the oh, studio, the Irish, the Irish, yeah. the Irish oh, yeah. And when when we, had, when we had power on, it was Giggles on that time as well. Oh, was Giggles was gone. Uh, uh, were you, were you, you were away for one week, we had power on. Oh, possibly, yeah. yeah but yeah. that was the Irish Community Radio, that's what we were on. Oh, yeah. But we were we were kind of on the on the side, really. There we, was were, we were kind of the guests on yeah. that. yeah. Liam was doing apprenticeship that time about the yeah, I was learning presenter role. Very yeah. anti Warford bias in the last podcast. You got it all off your chest while I wasn't here, lads. <laughs> I wasn't anti Warford bias. It's just we were just uh, picking at the like carcass of like uh, It was more anti Giggles than anti Warford. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, just a couple of tweets there. Well, one tweet in from Tommy O'Neill. Great stuff as always, lads. But Jesus, Liam, try and contain your glee over Warford's misfortune just a little bit. But as I said, it's not about. Actually, not not against Warford. Never have an anything against Warford. It's funny being Kilkenny once in sixty years. I already have anything against him, but um, uh, it was, I suppose, just some of the claims that were out there from giggles on relation to Warford prospects for this year. Yeah, but uh, I, I suppose on, on the flip side, if anybody saw a video of me when God, when the full time whistle went with the Galway Kilkenny game, I was lifting around the sitting room there after listening to that podcast, along with the rest of the country. <laughs> I say, sure. yeah, well, we're well used to that in Kilkenny. Quite happy myself that day. Today, I mean. That day? No, he's talking about oh, the match today. Oh, yeah. All right, sorry. Bloody hell. Anyway, we've got a packed show today. We we're going to look back at a very busy weekend um, in Leinster, Munster. Some interesting games, a couple of blowouts, but some close ones um, as well. And we have a Giggles Corner, Giggles. An interesting one. Very statistical Giggles Corner today. It's going to come up. It's all factual. Um, and it's a little bit of an insight into a, a topical piece that's been out there in the media and the GA recently. Is okay. this what we discussed yesterday at dinner? Possibly. Hmm. Oh, so Shawnee's getting, getting advanced previews now. No, I, we just discussed... It's uh, not a quiz, Donnie, uh, so you're all right. No, <laughs> it was, it's more <laughs> analysis ahead. than anything. I'm ahead on the quizzes, anyway. <laughs> anyway, right, coming up first, we're going to have a look at Leinster being Wexford and Carlo and an absolute cracker in Ono Park between Kilkenny and Galway. No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yet there's one fella I I get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Oh, 
Well, interesting weekend in Leinster. First up, Wexford and Carlo. Um, Wexford unbeaten, four points now on the board. Took their time to get going against Carlo. Carlo were well in there for long periods of the game, but eventually Wexford put Carlo to bed and puts the end to Carlo's, I think, a very good debut in the Leinster Championship after coming up last year. They were largely competitive, lost by maybe eight, nine, ten points, but they didn't end up with the worst scoring um, record in the championship so far. Yeah, no, they've, they've been at a very, a very honourable campaign. Um, Nolan there, corner forward, and obviously Kevin at the free taker have been kind of their two standout players in attack. Um, and yeah, I'm sure Colin Bonner won't admit that he's happy because these last four games and he probably would have went out to actually probably win one, but I think everyone in Carlow Harland can kind of take it as a step forward. The only problem for Carlow now is that they're relegated in, in, under the current system and they won't be taking part in Leinster next year. Yeah, that's a, that's a very it's a shame really, like because they started honourably against against Galway and put a great um, performance in against them. I think the, the nail in the coffin really was was uh, the drubbing Kilkenny gave them. I think that was a psychological, um, you know, kicking more than anything, and they, they really seemed to struggle after that. I mean, like against Dublin last week, you know, fourteen men and and struggled uh, against them as well. So. Yeah, look, I think they've had a, a successful compa- campaign overall, you know. But um, as I say, like it's a f- it's a shame, really. They just don't get a, a run at it again next year, you know, to develop and move on further in their in their development. Yeah, and I was watching the Sunday game last night live. Um, Anthony Daly was on the panel, and the point he made was really like, should there be a playoff between last place Munster, last place Leinster for that position in the Lee McCarthy? Because if you look at it, like I know you're trying to keep like Munster teams and Leinster teams, like the Munster Championship is is sacred, as everyone has said. But really, when you see Waterford and Carlow both finish last, both lost all their games, but Carlow get relegated. There's just something not quite right about that in my mind. And if you do want to develop a team like Carlow, going straight back down after having a kind of a fairly good year, you want to kind of give them another chance to kick on. It's not too easy to come back up again. I think the thing is to bring in another team on each in each of the provinces. Really, I think to have have six teams there rather than. Then have the team, the two of them fighting off against each other. Maybe do that down the line when there is six teams. But I think that I think the thing is to have another team in there, really, so that teams actually get at minimum two years at it, and yeah, or or the or the chance of two years at it. Are the winners of the Joe McDonough Cup, if it's a Leinster team, like it is if Kerry win, play off against Carlow to see who the better team are? But That's why why is it just Leinster? Like looking so at you know this, Liam, I'm going to pause it there. We're going to get into that in the giggles corner. Okay, all right. We'll give us call and rank there. Okay, we'll, but it is something that we do need to look at because I know it's been discussed, but I think this time when you've had two bottom place teams go and one goes, I think it's unfair. But anyway, we'll move on from that for the moment. Um, Wexford are in a very good position now going into this Saturday. Obviously, we want to touch on Kilkenny and Galway in a minute, but they're unbeaten. They're on four points, a win against Kilkenny, and they're probably in a Leicester final. Win, win against Kilkenny, they're definitely in a Leicester final. Mm. Absolutely no doubt about it. Um they, they they are and like all Davy Fitz teams, they're maybe similar to Clare in twenty thirteen in that they're not blowing any teams away. They're not playing particularly well at the moment, but they're getting the results. Um, they have a very strong attack. I think I think they've got four top class forwards in the Chin Connor McDonald, Rory O'Connor, um, and what's oh, oh, Liam Og McGovern, and they've got guys who can support them as well. The question mark around Wexford though is in around the, the defensive place and. Davey makes no bones about the fact that he plays a sweeper. He picks Cahal Dunbar at corner forward and he goes back and plays the sweeper. Um, 
So there's question marks around the Wexford defence when you look at them in isolation. However, on the flip side, if you look at the table so far, Wexford have only conceded one goal and they've, they've conceded only one goal and 57 points in the championship at the lowest with the exception of Limerick so far. So they, they, I, I put down here a little point, Liam. I, I like, are Wexford a dark horse for Leinster? Are Wexford even a dark horse for the Ireland the way things are going at the moment? Could, could they contain at the likes of a Tipperary or a Galway or a Kilkenny or a Limerick? I don't think Wexford are a dark horse for Leinster at all. I think, like, obviously, I think Wexford have a... Kilkenny will have it all to do to be Wexford down there. Mm-hmm. If Kilkenny get a draw down there, I'd be delighted, you know, because that's yeah, all they need yeah. to get. If Wexford win that game, they're unbeaten in Leinster, and they're into Leinster final. You could have no arguments with that, yeah. you know. And you see, could, you know, I think the statistics say, um, speak for themselves. Like, Wexford are... You know they've been they've gone they've been going about their business pretty efficiently this year. Like you know, as I said, they've only conceded one goal. I love the way they they play it. To be honest, the way they the way they all surge forward. You know, when they are attacking and and they're able to drop back again as a unit again. You know, and, and cover up the space. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. Will that serve you later on down the line when you get into Crow Park and places like that? I don't know if that actually works. It hasn't worked for them in recent years. It does seem to work for them in Leinster, and they they've done. You know, pretty well in, in Leinster in the last couple of years, but I don't know if that style will just hold them there. Like, and the flip side to that is they haven't come up against a forward line like we've seen with Limerick, Cork, and Tipperary. They haven't. They haven't come up with against that quality of a forward line. Um, will they come up against that quality of a forward line against Kilkenny? Probably not. If you t- if you take I- isolate TJ Reid, but then TJ Reid can do the work of three or four men. You know what I mean? So so kind of balances itself out. The the game next weekend against Kilkenny is. Massive. I, I put another note down here. Like the championship started on Sunday at two o'clock. It yeah. was crap so far. Hammerings, one sided games, predictability. The two draws were dour affairs with Wexford involved in both of them. They just weren't good games uh, against Galway and against Dublin. But the Leinster championship is set up so beautifully now. It's set up so beautifully. Like Dublin on three, Kilkenny and Wexford on four, Wexford unbeaten and Galway on five, five, and Galway are through, but not through to a Leinster final just yet. Mm. So, so it's it's. it's Amazing setup for this weekend coming. Yeah, I can't wait for Saturday night. Now I'm going to be back in, in Ireland on Friday, um, and looking forward to a great weekend of hurling there, especially with that Kenny Wexford game coming up. Um, you going him? I'm potentially yeah. I'm trying to get sorted now. Brain late Friday night, but I should get down to Wexford Park for Saturday night. All going well. Um, Kenny Galway, on, like you said, the championship did start. It was I was I was looking forward to it all week. It was a perfect time here in Australia, eleven o'clock, um, throw in. Um, I'll go into the detail in a minute, but to come out the far side of that game losing by a point, I to w- I don't think Kenny deserved to win it. I thought they deserved a draw, um, and I thought they were going to get it. Um, if that game had went on another minute, thirty seconds even, you yeah. wouldn't know him. But um, Kenny's first loss in the championship at home in seventy years yeah. is, is the stat. And Galway have a number over Kenny at the moment. The last few years, Galway have come out on top in in Leinster. Or would it be outside Leinster in every game, practically? So, um, Kenny do have a bit of a, a hoodoo there at the moment, and it's something that will concern Brian Cody, I think, because you talked about the reliance on TJ, but still, Kenny had chances, you know, and Galway had one or two more, but um, I think a draw would have been a fair result to put my black and amber tinted sunglasses on. Yeah. Well, the, 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 one, the one thing I was looking at, I think up until 50 minutes, Galway were by far the better team. They were six or seven points up at that stage. Paul Murphy had been sent off. And the minute Paul Murphy sent off, I just thought to myself in my head, this is your man Greg Kennedy moment again. The Kilkenny crowd will get yeah. going, Kilkenny will rally, and sure enough they did. Galway scored 1-1 in the last 24 minutes. 
one one in the last twenty four minutes. A goal from Johnny Cohn, and I think the point might have been scored by Johnny Glynn. I can't remember. I was a Conor Reid, and it was one or the other. One goal in the last fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So they totally went into their shell, and and the other thing I'd point out with Galway is they got on a roll. Like if you, like for any person to look at the amount of space Cahill Mannion was given, you must be pulling your hair out, right? Because he's a player that'll punish you if you give him that space. Whereas if you're a man t- touch tight, pulling the jersey like Liam would be like in training, he he's, he's he hates that type of, of environment. But he was left roam, and the accuracy and skill, like the the point he got on the sideline off his left off his yeah. weaker mm-hmm. side. Brilliant. But that's the thing about Mendoza is you talk about man marking something like that, right? If you get upright on top of him and he spins you, you're done. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think, like, he was scoring points from like 70 yards out under the stand. Yeah. Like, no, the, no, like yeah. you know, when you're, when you're marking an ad like that, like, there's not a whole lot, unless you want to start fouling him. No. Now, now fouling him mightn't have been a bad option because Jason Flynn's free taking was absolutely deplorable in the first half and for bits of the second half until Manu went on to them. But, like, he was just unstoppable. He Most of his scores were 60, 70 yards out. Oh, and, and wonder points. And yeah, wonder yeah, points. No, like not taking anything, yeah. that's not taking anything away from him. But I think, yeah, it, obviously whoever, like Conor Fogarty, I have serious doubts about him at the moment. I think he's In terms been, of miles on the clock. Miles on the clock. He's been a great servant. To great servant to Kenny out midfield. I think he's struggling there. I think he's hanging on wing back. Paddy Deegan, in my mind, is not a wing back. He hasn't got to hurl him to be out there. No, no. He had an excellent season in the full back line last year. And then you had Parik Walsh, who got cleaned out by Johnny Glynn. He did. I yeah. think well, Parik yeah. Walsh hit maybe two or three balls yeah. max. Johnny Glynn was outstanding. And I think and I think that you just hit the nail on the head there. Is that, that The fact is Johnny Glynn. Johnny Glynn just hoovered up ball, plucked balls out of the air. He was sucking in three or four Kilkenny men every time he got in the ball because they were just so worried about him. Like Because... He was just a complete horn in Kilkenny's side. Like he was winning his own ball, pulling in lads, li- leaving the ball off out, and 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 Galway were just picking off points left, right, and centre. But they completely, like Galway came to this game, and I said it last week. Or I just didn't have any confidence in beating in Kilkenny, and I thought, I think I thought they were rudderless without um, Kenning, but like they really came to, to this game with a bit of purpose, and they just brought the physicality and just. Drove it into Kilkenny for the for fifty minutes, probably yeah. more than seventy. But they just produced that display, and and it, it just sent out a message there, like you know we're not just a one man team. And Phyllis stood up, which is something that we don't associate with you know previous Galway teams. Yes, the All Ireland, the Ireland yeah. final year that they won, they definitely they they had that throughout their year. But that seems to be come back there now, that, and they're immediately brought back up the ladder again. And they're possible, you know, them and Tip are probably Limerick. You know, they're talking about the three of them now at the moment, really, for the All-Ireland. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you to a point, but at the same... So th- they got on their roll, and they were six or seven or eight points up. But then they made some of the most stupid mistakes. Like, at one stage there, I think it was Joseph Cooney or Gerald McInerney went to give a hand pass to a lad making a semicircle swivel, I don't know what happened, straight into Billy Ryan, I think, and it was over the bar for Kilkenny. That started the counter yeah. piece. And to go back to Liam's point... If you have a reliable free taker and he's putting the ball over the bar every single time, it's like a nail in the coffin. Mm. But if you have a guy, and no disrespect to Jason Flink, because on the flip side, he set up two amazing, oh, amazing goals with yeah, vision. Right? So it's ha- you have to give him the good and the bad. But when you win those frees and you're with the wind and they're on the halfway line and they're scoreable these days and keep going wide, you're like thinking... The rest of the players feed off that as well they when do, they see it yeah. going wide And as well. the opposition feeds off as well because every time you miss... That the opposition thing, geez, we got away with that, we got away with that, we got away with that. Whereas if it's putting you six or seven points ahead as opposed to three or four points ahead, it's it's major oh. thing. So I, I was worried for Galway even when they went seven points ahead because they just didn't have a reliable free taker and I couldn't believe he, he, he kept taking them. 
Yeah, for me as well. Obviously, like Galway did get that. I think they got eight points at one stage. I still thought Kilkenny were always going to be in the game. Yeah, you know, yeah, and Kilkenny yeah. always seemed to rally. Um, it's something that that, that never said the attitude and the spirit that Brian Cody has in all his teams. But if we were to touch just on, I suppose I think we have to touch on the sendings off. Um, mm. The Paul Murphy one. I think Brian Cody got the decision wrong taking off Tommy Walsh. I would have been taking off Paul Murphy ahead of Tommy Walsh. Paul Murphy at that point when Tommy Walsh got taken off was on a yellow and he'd fouled Conor Whelan over in the far side mm. up in his back. Yeah. So I think he, he got the second yellow for persistent fouling rather than Correct. that was a yellow card yeah. offence. Yeah. So I don't have any, uh, no arguments with that one. 100%. I think they got that wrong on the line. He should have been hauled off because he was vulnerable there and Conor Whelan was on song. One more foul and he was gone. They got that one wrong. The only thing about that one though is Tommy Welch was getting a bit of a skimming. No, he was, but yeah. like, look, he wasn't getting any more of a skin than like than Conor Fogarty in the first half, true, or Paul true, Murphy. True, Conor yeah. Whelan was after cleaning him for one, one or two. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, th- there was going to be sc- it was that kind of game. The game was three twenty to two twenty two. Like it was a forwards match. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And most of the scores were from play. Yeah. So lads were getting clipped for a few scores here and there. I, I just think that was a decision that the Cody, Cody got wrong, and maybe he could have made two subs. He could have taken off Tommy Walsh, yeah. and he could, you know, Joey Holland could have come in earlier. Um, but the Jerry Elwood one, when right, John Hanbury, I don't think no arguments. It's a straight red. He caught him high around the neck with the hurl. Yeah, no, uh, it was it wasn't one of them ones where you'd say he intentionally went to pull the head off him. He just no. he, it was it was either, he was he unlucky to get a red. No, he, but he, he was intentionally stopping him from getting for a goal. True, true. He was, and I don't think he meant to do that. And he could, he's hardly kind yeah. of got caught around him. Yeah. And that's why Paul yeah. Murphy did the exact same thing. Intentionally tried to stop a guy for goal. A guy from Dublin, or was it Dublin? Did the little flick with the. Hurley mm. last week as well. So intentionally stopping the lad going for goal isn't a red card. It's just no, the manner no, of the tackle. It's the high tackle on the neck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think in fairness to Jarrell myself and Shawnee watched the back today, like Jarrell just bounced back oh, up. He, he could have made a meal to yeah. that and, and he and yeah. he didn't. Um red card, I don't think any arguments, but the Jarrell ones Hanbury, ended up um, friend of the show. Friend of the show, John yeah, Hambry, yeah. yeah. We had him on up in Sydney, he was great himself in Skell. Um <laughs> so I felt sorry for him getting sent off because he was sound to us up in there yeah. Sydney, gave us a lot of time. But I was kind of delighted he got sent off as well because it made a 14 man apiece. But the Gerald Edwards sending off was an absolute disgrace. I thought, I thought Colin Lines had a shocker of a game in booking people for things that weren't yellow cards for Galway Ankle Kenny. Gerald Edwards was on the ground, he was getting up. Mannion kicked him, mm. yeah. which the ref didn't see, which like he didn't book him for that. No. Ger- oh, no. Or Mannion got booked, yeah, but he got booked for the skirmish. So then right, Edward okay. got back up and like challenged yeah. Mannion, kind of like you know, chested him or whatever. Yeah, that's not yellow card. No, in her, like that's not a yellow card. Sorry but now. If you, if you go no, back to the letter, if you go back to the letter, law, he touched his helmet. He put his hand on his helmet, right? So that that did happen, right? So that's a straight red card. Uh, look, the thing about getting sent off for book, I, I disagree with you on your man. What's his name? The referee. Colin Mines. I thought it was a very hard game to referee. It was fucking tough. Oh, game. It was helter skelter. Helter skelter. He did. But was there a dirty stroke, though, Giggles? No, no, no. There wasn't. No, no. So, so on the overall, on the macro, common sense side, on, on the macro thing, you kind of say to yourself, there probably shouldn't have been anyone sent off in that game, and it was three. So you kind of think mm. macro. That that's right. But Jerry Elwood put him in a put himself in a position to be able to get sent off. Jerry Elwood shouldn't retaliate. Yeah. Agreed, right? But he didn't retaliate and go in and give him the butt of the hurl. Or no, he no, didn't no. go in and you know like no. actual. Like he just he shaped up to him. Sh- like. He shaped, he fronted him like it was stupid. Why and he just don't be wrong? Like, <laughs> just physically, he smallered him and it kind of looked like, you know, yeah. the helmet's kind of touched as well. Yeah. yeah. Like so, I, 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 and I think even. If you could t- see the frustration him too, you know, getting kicked like that. Yeah, getting kicked kick like that's, that's a dirty oh, thing when you're down yeah. the ground, like it's up and he kicks yeah. him. It was good. Yeah. Like, and he got away with that. Like, a kick like that is a red card, I think. Yeah. If oh, later on oh, as well. No, 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 100%. I'm not disagreeing with it. And he could have got a red card, but when you put yourself in the position like that and you're on a yellow and the game's in the metal, but it's all, it's all emotional. Like, if if you were in it or Shawnee was in that same position, you would have gone back and retaliated. So would I. It's it's 
kind of. I, I, I would have walked, walked away. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it was an absolutely cracking game. Like even though at the end of it, I was like, oh, fucking running it. Like you know, but yeah. like it was yeah. unbelievable. But on the on the time. And injury time, I'll bring this up now being a Kenny person, but when TJ got that free, I said to Giggles before we recorded, I said to Sean earlier. I was watching the game live. I, I didn't know the score, Liam came over, and uh, I was watching the last few minutes, and Liam was like, look at the clock there now, watch TJ, he's stepping up. So he ruined Seven, it, yeah. 71, <laughs> 71. No, 70-15. No, no, 70-15, and it was at least... 72-30 when he took the free then. At least two, 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 two yeah. Two, two minutes, 15 minutes seconds, Colin Lyme, yeah. fecking around, booking lads that didn't need to be booked. Yeah. Moving TJ for taking his Just free. Holding up the didn't know where TJ yeah. needed to take the free. TJ was like, tell me where I need to put the ball. Yeah. He, TJ wasn't even trying to steal yeah. a yard. He's like, I'm going back here. Do you want me to have it here? Yeah. No, no. Two minutes, 15. And then he played on 74 minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah. So like, there was definitely another minute or two. It's at the referee's discretion. I know that once it's into injury time. But he didn't play four but minutes of injury time. In the, o- in the overall context, like you're, you're looking at, the, the, as Giggles, I said, the macro and the micro. You're looking at the micro there. Two minutes, 15 a micro. I know, but it is micro. Yeah, but it's a lot of time. But it doesn't. It's seventy minutes, Liam. If you're going to be starting looking at the, the only, thing, the only thing I'd say about and maybe to be objective again on the ref is the, the fourth official didn't put up the four minutes until after TJ hit the free. But that was another thing. But Colin Lyons had into his microphone given the four minutes, so there was a throw ball down to Kenny Twenty One, and before yeah. he threw it in, he was like this, given his. I'm on the radio here now, but he had his <laughs> microphone up to his mouth, and you reckon he was telling them? He was telling them it's four minutes, okay, because he was All just right, throwing yeah. in. And that's what the time no, was. No, and, and to be fair, look, if it went on for another minute, Galway would have dra- they would have, it would have been a draw. You'd have fancy oh, Kilkenny draw. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The moment it was completely with Kilkenny at that stage. I mean, very biased here. Don't get me wrong. I, I would never have thought it. <laughs> but watching it was just like, give us another minute. Yeah. But I knew he was going to blow it. Yeah, yeah I knew I he was going to blow it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a cracking game. It was that a brilliant game. Brilliant game. The okay. championship needed that to be honest. Both in Leinster and Munster. Yeah, for both of them. And I think even though we get to the Munster later on, and the Munster games weren't good at all. But the Munster Championship is actually set up beautifully now going into the last weekend as well where there's lots to play for. The only standout game in the Munster Championship has been Cork and Limerick probably. Yeah. The only decent contest mm-hmm. in the uh, Well, Waterford and Clare was a, was a whimper. It was yeah. just close. Yeah, it was just close. Yeah. <laughs> terrible game. It was yeah, terrible yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, I, I guess, Liam, we're in a situation now where Kilkenny were top of the table and I hear, could the unthinkable happen next weekend? So what Could definitely happen. It's a possibility. What we're thinking Absolutely. Is if Wexford beat Kilkenny, now that's 50-50, right? Down the line I think it's 50-50 yeah 50-50 yeah and Dublin beat Galway and UTF Galway are probably favourites even though it's in Parnell Park so you probably agree with that match is 50-50 as well I'd be thinking 55-45 for Galway Possibly. you'd have yeah, to be yeah, thinking yeah. Galway are favourites going to that game D- you, you would but not saying they're going to win it but I'd be, fancy, I'd be fancying Galway do you know what my biggest worry about Galway is next weekend for a kick any person is that the, the, the player that they have in the forward line exception of Conor Whelan and Johnny Glynn so you take your Mannions your uh, Flynn's your Burks to come on Niall Burke they're the type of guys that kind of sit on their laurels a little bit whereas when Joe Canning is in there he doesn't allow them to sit on their laurels so now that they're qualified and they're going to Parnell Park against a dog hungry Dublin team who nearly qualified last year dying to qualify this year in their home ground who have probably one of the best six backs in the country they do have a very good six backs um, it's going I'm to be worried. so tight I'm worried oh, yeah, don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. I'm worried so if you probably have a 25% chance that Kilkenny could be knocked out of the championship next weekend. But then again, on the flip side, it's so tight, a draw will do them. A draw will do Kilkenny. Just don't have to lose. <laughs> don't have to, but the game is on a ball at 7 o'clock as and well. you know what? A draw in the other game will do Kilkenny as well because Dublin will finish level on points with uh, Kilkenny and Kilkenny will win it on the head-to-head. Yeah. So we just don't want Dublin to win. 
Well, we both want Dublin to win. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course. I get that. And so does everyone else. I, I get that. I have no problem with that. I'm well used to that at this stage. But that's going to be brilliant. Like, both on at 7 o'clock. It's like, both on the same time? But yeah, it's like the last game in, in the World Cup yeah, group stage. You have to, yeah, you have yeah, to play yeah. everyone the games at the same time. You'll have to have the split screen at home. Aren't you? Split screen at home, yeah. If, right. you're, gonna, if you're gonna stay in home, you're going to stay at home. Yeah, so, look, it's going to be a brilliant finish to, to the Leinster Championship um, round robin season. Uh Next weekend, I just fingers crossed get Kenny get through because mm. I've been I'm in Ireland for six weeks I and I want Kenny to get to a, qu- a quarter final at least and maybe an Ireland semi final which I'm there for. So selfish, I, selfish I, purposes. I'm in Ireland for nine weeks. I'm in the hope of seeing Watford play. No, that's that's <laughs> fact. All right, coming up next, we've got a very special giggles corner. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and but. No, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open-top bus line, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins' lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Hopefully we'll be a few bonfires now again this year. I love it. That is absolutely brilliant. Over to you, Giggles, for Giggles Corner. I'm, I'm here with my pen now, like Don Logan. You're, you're slagging oh my God. Don Logan, he's pen and he's shocking runners. <laughs> oh my God, the runners are bad. The runners are brutal. Brutal. They were, were they a Nike Air Max or something? Supposedly, they, they they're, the back new, of them, they're a new Nike Air Max. Who said that? That's what pa. I thought they were. Uh, I was only winding up. No, I thought they were as well. They did gel in the back of them and everything when you look close. There were no laces. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, right. So I was I was over in Shawnee's house yesterday getting a lovely bacon off Maria, um, and he was and and, and Shawnee brought up the point that it was like, well, for must have won a game. Did they not win a game of the qualifiers last year? And I was like, no, Shawnee, they didn't. They haven't won a game for two years now. Uh, and it got me thinking about the qualifiers, you know. And then I, I'm listening to my old housemate Brian Carroll there on another podcast, and he's constantly on about the equity in the Munster Championship and the Leinster Championship with the relegation in Leinster. But if it was Kerry who won. The uh, Joe McDonough did have to actually play off against yeah. Watford, and I'm sure a lot of Watford people were relieved that Kerry were beating the Joe McDonough last weekend. Actually, to be honest, but what I said I do is I, I do an analysis over the last 22 years since the back door came in. Oh, here we go, a 22 year analysis. Right. So the, the back door came in in 1997 uh, for the first time, and it created a Tipperary Clare final that year. But what it's done is it's given the championship over the 22 years an additional 182 games. That's an average of 8.5 extra games per year. Do you crunch all this data to yourself? Crunch all this data myself, right? So I was trying to think, and, and Shawnee got me thinking. I was like, yeah, Jesus, Watford used to always get a good run when they got into the qualifiers. And, and it kind of came into my head, Jesus, we always used to beat the Leinster teams, right? So I did an analysis, and of the 182 games, 118 of them have been, been between Munster and Leinster opposition. Now, for fairness, I included Kerry in Munster, and I included Galway and Antrim in Leinster, Right. And the statistics were very interesting. Munster won out on 89 occasions against Leinster 29 occasions. That's a 75% for Munster teams versus a 25% for Leinster. And you go through the 90s, 90s and 10s, the 90s it was 100%, it was only two games. So I, I actually, just to be clear, I discounted any games where there was Leinster versus Leinster, like Offaly versus Dublin, or if it was a tip versus Cork like there was in Killarney in 2006, that would be put down as a non-applicable. So 75% for Munster teams. So... It just did get me thinking because the Munster Championship with the five teams in there is, right, Waterford have had their problems. 
absolutely there's no qualms about that it's in a massive crossroads at the moment the whole the whole county is from a hurling perspective but when you talk about the fairness of the relegation piece there, there might be something to be said for maybe Leinster is a poor competition and if Watford were in Leinster would they fancy themselves against Galway in the first round when Galway were poor after beating them in the league would they fancy themselves against Dublin and, and Wexford possibly Carlo there were, were, were there to be beaten by everybody so I, I, it's 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 a statistical answer. You could you could then dress up the pig whatever way you mm. want in the back of it and argue, oh, Munster is way better, Leinster. They're they're the games. Now on the and, and this year then this it doesn't include this year because we haven't got to knockout. Mm-hmm. And this year looks like one of the strongest Leinster championships in probably the twenty two years. Uh so it, it's just a, it was just an interesting, interesting piece of analysis. Mm. I went down through it. I went down through it thinking I get this result, but it was kind of I was open to the fact it could have been fifty fifty, especially with Offaly there. Dublin have got a few wins. Kilkenny were never really in the qualifiers over that period, granted. Uh, but Galway have lost more qualifier games than they've won, I think, was another statistic mm. that kind of came out. So they, Galway didn't really give the Leinster kind of brand much um, weight from from their involvement either. But um, there you go, 75% Munster, 25% Leinster. Very interesting. In, in the knockout pre-semi-final, those extra 182 games. That is very interesting, Giles. It, it's, it, it, it's just... And, mm. and, and I was, and d- it was Sean, he got me thinking about it because I was like... When you go back down through the years when Watford might have gotten beaten in the Munster Championship or Cork, for for example, and we think about shocks, it would have always been an Offaly or a Wexford who weren't great in the last 22 years that would have been the booster game. It might have been a, a, a thrilling game, but it would have got the Watford show on the road or the Limerick show on the road or the Cork show on the road. And I think it's just... If you went over the last 22 years, you'd have Kilkenny as number one, right? And you'd probably have the next six counties in a bracket and maybe Galway might be in them from Leinster and the, red, the other five would be Munster mm. and then you'd have Wexford Dublin and Offaly probably in that order so there is something with the I'm sure that the, the GA mines had to do the deal with the Munster championship at the time that nobody could be relegated like I'm not saying that they used this statistical analysis there was definitely a kind of emotive emotional decision making in that process but at the same time, you do want your best eight teams and nine teams in Liam McCarthy. And I'm not saying what they have now is, is fair, but possibly looking at it, the Leinster Championship in, in, in the past has been weaker than the Munster Championship. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point to make. Um, obviously, if we're to do the statistical analysis over the last 22 years, how many teams have won the Ireland final from Leinster? That would be interesting as well. That would be interesting, as Liam said, with a big smile, he says, well, I know Kilkenny have won it 12 times, so they must have beaten everyone else. But um, I think it just comes back to fairness. Like, if you're in a competition, if you strip out where everything is, like, there should be, the two divisions are equal, supposedly. Like, every other stream of it is the same. You come third, you're into a prelim quarterfinal. You come top two, you're into a provincial final. You you lose your provincial final, you're into a quarterfinal. However, in one other of the provinces... It depends. You, you're yeah. going to be relegated. I don't disagree with you at all. I so that's I, yeah. that's yeah. my yeah. point about regard, strip out the Leinster mm-hmm. monster. There's always going to be that rivalry between the two provinces yeah. because we'll always have those conversations and they're great to have. But I think it's what it's not doing is is facilitating the development of the tier two team coming up because ultimately we're so lucky in hurling that we have three tier competitions. Yeah, football is a disaster at the moment. They've only got one tier and it's a joke. And they're kind of acknowledging that now. I think next year we are going to see a, definitely a second tier and ultimately that will lead to a third tier, which is great to see. Yeah, and they're going, they're going to have similar debates around pr- uh, provincial uh, championships and how all that's going to work out. But I think they're going to have to think about how we're going to get Carlo to be in a sustainable position. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean, how that happens. Because oh. that's the future hurling. You don't want Carlo to go backwards now after doing 
having a fit. He could have had a better debut year, really, realistically could, for them. Unless they've got over one, if they got one win, it would have been amazing. We'll be having the same conversation next year about Leash. Like yeah, because Leash are on a st- yeah. trajectory on the yeah. upwards with Eddie Brennan as well, definitely. And yeah. it's it's looking like Leash are gonna are gonna get out of Joe McDonough. Well, it's it's gonna be down to. To be them in Westmead in the final. Yeah. Well, yeah, well Westmead be at Antrim at the weekend, which is a. A, a, a big shock because they the were whacked playing away. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that was a shock now. No, Westmead are flying. Westmead no, are but they have been great this year though compared to last year. I didn't think any. Yeah. They had better results last year, mm. I thought. But anyway, but look, that's, I think, that was, it's very interesting. Yeah, stats I, I, don't lie. Yeah, I, and I agree with you with the thing. I think that if, if, I, I agree with the way it's done with Munster that Kerry would have to play Waterford if they won it. So like on the flip side, just just make it that Carlo have to play Leash if, if Leash were to win the Joe McDonough. Mm. And then you've got the best team staying up because to your argument, you have to have an element of relegation and, and yeah, promotion. agreed. Otherwise, definitely. Suddenly, there's twenty-five teams. Yeah. In you know, no, I yeah. think, I think, and I think that's what's really good about it is, and you have a ten-team comp at the moment, and the two come in. I think it's brilliant that part of, but the relegation part, I think, needs to be looked yeah. at. And where, sure. Like where do Carlo build now from this year? Like where's their starting base start has, has been dropped down a level now? Like so, yeah. I know it's still, it's still, it's very competitive down there. With as you said, we said Leash or Leash, Westmead and Antrim at the moment, you know, yeah. vying for a position like but I mean Carlo will go down and take the place of them and whoever goes up, but they're dropping down a level like, you know, let's be clear, like it's it's gonna be a standard below and, and like how how do they drive on from going up to Galway, up to Pierce Stadium and going down to Nolan Park or or sorry, can, can you come down to their ground and you know But it's, it will but it will hard. happen that the team that let's call it that tenth team, right? That Carlo's in at the moment will take a scalp in Leinster. It will happen. Oh, fact! They'll beat Dublin. They'll beat right to mm. be, you know mm. they, it'll happen in the next three years. And could you imagine, like, if Dublin had to get relegated? Let's just say that because they're probably the fourth team at the moment. All the money that's invested in Dublin, the size mm. of the population, they really want to drive. Mm. W- would you, your man? What's your man name? The president. Or John Horn. John would John Horn be on the on the blower to sort it out then? You can guarantee he would be. Mm, yeah. I think the same thing happened when Cork were relegated in the hurling league about fifteen years ago. Suddenly the rules were changed for Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man has his fingers in every pie. Not anymore though, but he had for a long time. Um Brilliant Giggles Connor, statistical analysis. We might put those stats up in an Excel file and we can make it shareable on OneDrive for anyone who wants to download it and have a look at the data that Giggles <laughs> Crunch. Good uh, weekend's work for you there, Giggles. Good job, Giggles. All right, coming up next, we're going to have a look at the Superior Province, Munster. <laughs> Things were just going through my head, you know, and because like, you know, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down, you know, because they're my life, you know, people of Warford are my life, you know, and I, 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 love, I, love, I love my county, you know. We love John Dry your eyes, mate. Plenty more fish in the sea now for Waterford. They are done and dusted. Um, look, not to be harsh about it, Giggles, being a Waterford supporter must be tough at the moment. The last two years, after getting to an Iron Final, in an Iron Final in a position where they could have kicked on and with a bounce of a ball another way, could have won that Iron Final. To not win a game in championship in two years now, you wouldn't. No one could have predicted that. No, I, I think they're two very different years. I think Derek McGrath was in charge of war for five years, and he very much had an upward trajectory all the way to 2017. In 2018, they were very, very unlucky. Like call a spade a spade, they got I suppose ten injuries and a man sent mm. off against Clare, and they lost the game by five points. They drew with Tipperary with the goal goal the following week, 
and then they went out and got hockey by Limerick the, the thing was out and they nearly beat Cork like so there, it was kind of a bad year but it wasn't like we are now like you do know what I mean and there was an element of you could find an excuse for it but right now it's just it's in a bad spot now all the kind of rumours are coming out now they're all coming to feast and by all accounts Park Fanning was the third or fourth choice fella the Waterford County Board wouldn't put up the money that Pat Ryan and that Matty Kenny wanted when if they were going to do the job that they'd have to fundraise and sure what manager wants to come in from an outside county to actually go and have to raise money for somebody else. Um, that's not to take away from Park Fanning. And, and the thing I find difficult about it is look, you've got the players in there who aren't happy. You've got the manager in there who's obviously very not happy now. You've got the county board in there who aren't doing their best or they are doing their best but they're just not getting the results and you will know Liam from administration and, and then from coaching teams and playing everyone's in there trying to do their best but it's just not it's not working at the moment call it spade a spade I think Don Dog made a very good point he said that if you're in a certain trajectory in a certain used to playing a cer- and training a certain way with a certain level of professionalism and somebody come in, comes in and isn't at that then suddenly there's a, a, an immediate defect against that person and I'm just kind of guessing now that Park Fanning wouldn't have the attention to detail that Derek McGrath has like if you, if you take Derek McGrath as a person that looking at him now physically this year how much weight has he, he lost, lost since, the world since he stopped managing the Waterford team mm. which just goes to show how much he had to put into it now I know for a fact he was in Australia he was in New York he was in San Francisco he was in Dublin every second week fundraising like a MF for the Waterford team trying to get whatever he could do he didn't Dan was a selector Dan would tell you that he the phone would ring any hour under the sun and it could be Derek McGrath talking about some sort of strategy so that's the level of intensity that Derek went into now that's not right right? Cody doesn't do that because he's got his mantra set up and everybody buys in and you've got the Kilkenny County Board interested in one thing only and that's absolutely the development and the betterment of Kilkenny Hurling in Warford they're interested but I'm not sure they are as capable some of the people in there I, I don't know them all now but I'm just guessing like the decision around Welsh Park for me it's a tiny pitch it's got no room for for manoeuvre in terms of the size of the pitch it doesn't suit the Waterford team so why make the decision to develop that at underage level they're, since 2013 they're not really doing anything major either and you can see that, like the players in the forward line they're, they're all good hurlers but there's no size in them there's no physicality like the Galway team or the Kikini team or anything like that they're, they're just and Com- compromise that with Limerick who have all the money from JP McManus they've got the perfect underage structures in place they've won minors and under 21s in a row so now you've got this beautiful team here who are physically strong confident used to winning and and that's the same team that Waterford beat in 2013 as a minor in 2016 as an under 21 so something's really wrong at the, at the Waterford everybody's trying their best but someone needs to show real leadership I think now down in Waterford to be able to pull this out of the fire and kind of just get them back on the path to competitiveness again because the players don't want to be uncompetitive party fan doesn't want to be uncompetitive the county board don't want to be uncompetitive and it's just in a bad spot at the moment I think that's the sad thing like is in any hurling person has always loved Waterford you know what I mean like because of the, the brand of hurling they played mm. play with abandonment even not so much under Derek McGrath but you always got that fire in the jersey Pride in the jersey, fire in the belly, whatever you want to say. And I've always loved watching Waterford play once Kenny Betham, like, you know, of course, that, that as, as, it is, as the asterisk on that one. But this year, Giggles, and we touched on it last week when you when you weren't on with us, it looks like that defect that you're speaking about with Park Fanning is very evident amongst the player, yeah. player base. Yeah, They're definitely. not playing for him. They don't believe in what he's bringing to the table. And it looks like they were checked out from as soon as the f- that first loss to Clare, yeah. they were kind of like, you know what, this isn't going to be. 
I think yeah, I think I think you're yeah, you're right, Liam. But I think you're you're spot on as well, Gig. Because it's not right to like heap the blame on Park Fanning either. I mean, like they're not obviously the players are not playing from it. That's completely evident from the results they had this year. Um, they all have a responsibility. The players have a responsibility putting on the jersey, going out there to put in the performance. Not only for for themselves, but for everyone around them and the group that they have been training, and they put in so much time into this into this you know competition. But if they, what if they don't think they're getting everything that they that's should be fine. getting? Though? That's fine. That's fine. But I'm I'm saying it's 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 a root and branch you know review needs to be done across Waterford in terms of getting this right because you look at the players out in that field and there's quality out there. Like they're not you know they're not starved of quality out there. No, there's probably like you say maybe Kev Moore and the Brick are probably nearly ready to go now at this stage. But like they're just they've got quality over the field. Austin Gleason and the way he's been carrying on is look, he's only young player and all this, like, but it's not good enough. But I think it has to be coming from the the Warford County Board. They're obviously not getting the funding for training or for whatever or for facilities or whatever like that. But it has to be a collective. Like it yeah. can't be just nailing on, you know, the manager has to go on, it'll start it all again next year. It won't happen. No. no matter who you get in. But like I you look at you, you look at the Tipperary setup, all right? You've got Liam Sheedy. You've got um, Eamon O'Shea, you've got Tommy Dunn, and... Dara Egan. Yeah, Nara yeah. Egan as well. Like, that's serious. Like, there's probably the three or four of them could be all, you know, senior inter-county managers in, yeah. any other, in any other county, really. You know, Warford don't seem to have that, like... But but this isn't unique to Warford. Like, it happened in Cork yeah. 10 years oh, ago yeah. and 15 years ago. They went on the strike. Yeah. They happened in Limerick. Um, they went on the strike for Justin McCarthy. Yeah. The only difference with this strike is the players just didn't go on strike. They actually turned out on just the pitch. Just went on strike and pitch. And they pitch. went on strike on the pitch, pretty much. <laughs> and but but it, but the other, the flip side of it is, then you look at the line, the lads who know no better. Connor Prunty, Callum Lyons, Jack Pendergast, their best players, all came on this year and and really showed that they really wanted to play. And you could see the intensity. Like I was looking at the face of Jack Pendergast when he got a slip the last day, and he was roaring at the ref, and he was roaring at the lad with him. He was mad for it. Whereas. Like we have to harp on, but like Austin side, like took the sideline and threw it over the bar, and he walked off. Like, and yeah. which was a killer, which was a nail in the coffin because you see the talent, and then you see the, the the amount that he probably just and he just and the thing is, you just said it there, he walked away. Like he was yeah. just anytime the camera's on him, nor- normally the camera's flying after a fella trying to catch up, and as he's jogging back yeah. to position, your man was just strolling away. So De- Derek probably had that circle of the Dallas Hall team that won the All Irelands, you know, the the Mahonies, um, Jake Dillon and then he brought in Austin and there was that kind of maybe we, we, we'd be biased down to West Waterford we'd say the city kind of grew and they seemed to be the ones that really didn't I suppose pull I suppose like when you see Park Manny gets sent off he's not a player that ever gets sent off he's your f- no. scorer scores 12 points a game 9 from freeze 3 from play always chips in and works hard it's ju- it was just obvious something wasn't right yeah. and, and when you see Austin Decent do it and Park Fanning like he captained Mount Zion to win county finals back in the early 90s he played for Watford he, he, he's like a real Watford hurling man so it's, it's, just, it's just a pity that it's come to pass this way but as I said earlier it's going to take leadership from whether it's from Park and, or whether it's from the county board to decide on what's the best route forward for Watford and that's not to say that the players say is the best route forward for Watford because sometimes it's not but do you, can you really realistically think that Park Fanning will be there next year I, I can't see it no well sorry I can't I, I would have said the same about Justin McCarthy and in Limerick, and I would have said the same about Gerald McCarthy in um, Cork, Cork that time. Yeah. But y- y- if they want to stick their heels in, sometimes the county yeah. board stick their heels in, and and it's and that's that's when there's three different parties then all fighting against each other. Then. That's that's when you're you're in a disaster. That's what happened in Offaly probably. There's been no Offaly's vision been a in Offaly. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. So look, 
everyone wants to see Waterford back at that top table, being a top four team, top five team in Ireland, because Hurling needs that. We we can't Hurling can't afford for Waterford to be not win games no. and not being competitive. It's not good for Hurling. It's not good for Munster. Excuse me, and it's not good for Waterford. Look, we won't. Go, I don't think we go into too much analysis about the Cork the Cork game. They were competitive, I suppose, for parts of it for the first half, yeah. and then the same thing we've seen in all the other games. It, it it blows out then, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Which is which is unusual. Like is un, they kept competitive for parts of the tip game too, even though they were down to fourteen, yeah. and then I it just it just goes. Yeah, I think look, Cork Cork actually played better than I thought he would because I, I I thought they might be. You a were a bit worried. I was I was a bit worried because Warford always put up the Cork and you know they've been so they've been so hurt in the last couple of weeks. Like I thought they might be performed. And look to be to be fair. For the two the, the two Bennets like put up a f- massive show. I Jimmy thought Jam- Jamie Jamie Barron wasn't too bad midfield and um Ty de Burke and the yeah. full back actually did very well, I thought, in Pat Horgan. I know yeah. Pat Horgan came out man the match at the end, but like I thought like for an inexperienced player like his first year, I thought he did very well. Is Pat Horgan in line for hurler of the year in the farm he's in at oh the yeah. moment? Yeah. Well or plus any tip forward potentially. There's too many of them doing it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what well, happened there is the tip forwards to take votes off each other. Yeah. That's what happened yeah. in 2016. Yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, they didn't get the hurler of the year. And there was one. Yeah. And they were saying <laughs> the Kane lads didn't vote for what four tip lads. But pa- like the, the one thing I think, I think Conor Lehan coming on for Cork is a new tactic that Cork might have now. I don't think he's, 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 he's in, in the right form to start. Yeah. Alan Callaghan is on fire. That goal was a rocket into the top corner. He scored he's one class. Two. I love Alan Callaghan. Yeah. I think I think you're spot on now, Daki, because I, I I saw it happening and I was like, do you know what? That's actually a better tactic for them because I don't I don't think he has he's got the you know what would I say the aggro the, the, yeah the aggravation yeah. like he's, it's not in him like he's a stylish hurler and he's you know he's he's very good at pace with the ball and like he's better off with a fella coming on like that you know. Who's who's showing that pace and that and you know that power when he's running, you know running at defenses and when they're kind of tired. I think he's just he's gonna he's gonna cause a lot more effect that way rather than, you know, starting from the start, going through the hard yards, you know, trying to break down a man, get the better of him, and then run over the top of him. He doesn't do that a lot, and he hasn't done it. Like. The one thing I'd say about Cork, though, on a negative perspective, I think they are on a, on a good trajectory. The very interesting game with Clare next week, by the way, and the permutations are very interesting. But their defence is still yeah. a little bit dodgy. It's shaky. The, the boys, the boys tore them apart at times in, yeah. um, on sa- on on Saturday. Yeah, um, full backline wasn't great. The, the half backline was a bit a bit scattered a bit. Um, Robert Downey was in trouble for a while, and he, he kind of yeah. came good in the end. He actually ran about you know trips through. He he hit, hit um, Paragamani slapping the leg. He's going through with a trip. I That's thought he was going to get sent yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, that that was the one yeah. I was trying to think. I about thought he was yeah. going to get sent yeah. off. That I was like, oh, it was a deliberate foul. Yeah, but he just took the hurl yeah. in between his legs. Yeah, and uh, I think in, like uh, it probably is a sending yeah. off uh, offence because he hit with the hurley. Yeah. But next next weekend, Corker on four points, Clare on two yeah. points, and it's very interesting to see what happens between Limerick and Tipperary then because and I know we we'll get to it in a minute, but let's say Limerick be a tip. Just put that hypothetical. Go, go for the table first, because as you call it out there. Tip six, Tips. Cork four, Limerick four, Clare two. Waterford zero. Waterford yeah. zero. So Limerick are playing Tip next week Correct. and Clare are playing Cork. So Clare Limerick is going to be a cracker. Limerick have to win to get to the Munster no. final and they've all. No. Or sorry, Limerick tip, tip. tip Limerick. Could be a shootout. Be a I don't think it'll be a shootout. The, 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 the backs, the Limerick no. backs were Limerick, vicious. Limerick, if Limerick don't have to win to get to the Munster final. If yeah. Clare win, no. no. So if Clare win, they're, in, they're not in the Munster final. I mean, I'll start again. I'll, 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 so, Tip, Limerick, 
Cork Clare, right? Yeah. That's who's in, who's involved. Tipper definitely in the Munster final at yeah. six points mathematically, unless two crazy scores go up against him, which won't happen, right? So if Limerick win, they're in the Munster final against Tipperary. That's that's a certainty, right? So yeah. Limerick on six yeah. points and Tipper on six points. So that then brings the Clare Cork game to be a very interesting game because if Clare beat Cork, as bad and all as Clare are going, both teams finish on four points and the head to head comes in and Cork are out of the championship. Yeah, because I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I thought it was, it was the points difference. Yeah, yeah I, and I was it's like, point score. So then let's let's take this other scenario. Let's take Tip beat Limerick, and Clare beat Cork. Then you've got three teams on four points, right? And just on the law of averages and what the teams will do. But let's say they're two tight games. Yeah. Clare scoring difference is so bad. Limerick scoring difference is way above Cork's. I think. Correct. And Cork is kind of in the middle, so it'd be a Limerick Tip final. Even though Limerick are on four, Cork are on four, and Clare are on four, and Tip will be on eight. And Cork will go through in third, and Clare will be knocked out in fourth yeah. on scoring difference because the three teams finish on the same point. So it has to go to scoring difference when it's three teams. Oh, right. Okay. So I was thinking Munster was a dead duck for this weekend, but it's not. Oh, it's massive. It's actually yeah. massive. It's not as, as spicy as, uh, not as Leinster. Spicy as Leinster no. But it, it's still all to play for. And especially with the Tip component, is because. Tip want to get to Munster final and so did Limerick like that yeah. game and the two of them are probably the two form yeah. teams in Munster like that is going to be a cracker yeah and Cork want to get to a Munster final as well so big time if Cork, so tip 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 tips um scoring so the, here's the here's the last scenario we didn't cover Cork beat Clare and Limerick beat Tip then there's three teams on six points now Tip have the best scoring difference by a, a country mile I believe mm. um. Cork and, and then Limerick, Limerick have a better one. No, Limerick have a better one. Better than Cork. Do, Lim yeah. Limerick have a by nearly thirty points. After, after but like they have a they have plus twenty tw plus plus twenty nine and Cork are probably wrong. Plus thirty plus, plus thirteen. 13. What are tip? Oh plus thirty eight. Thirty eight, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's all to play for in Munster, but we, we probably skipped over the Limerick Clare game, probably a good, oh. for good reason. I stayed up, so me and Giggles, we, Giggles, we watched it separately. I stayed up to watch Kilkenny Galloway. I said, right, I'll watch the first half now of Limerick Clare throwing. Was that just after midnight, half 12? Where's the one o'clock? Oh, one o'clock. I said, I watched the first half in bed. Absolutely clear muck. They were very terrible. All Shocking. All, right. the, all that kept clear in the, in, the, in, the, in the game, the first half, was, was James Owen. I swear to oh James yeah. Owens and Peter Duggan. Why do you think James Owens that I bad? Was, I was very bad, very bad. No, I wouldn't agree with you. There. I, did, I didn't really take much notice. Was the guy noticed him at all? But I just you could see the aggression was back in Limerick, and I didn't realize the stat that Limerick were out of the championship if they lost because yeah. they would have they would have put Clare and Cork both on four and Limerick on two. And they did. They uh, Clare and Cork would have played each other, so one of them would have won that game, and then Limerick, if you know, if they beat Tipperary, would they would last out yeah. head to head. So Limerick though are, are, are back on song like in the current day. Yeah, I think I think that defeat to Cork is really is really it was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Oh, they're it was. Com like yeah. completely composed. They've got like uh, Flanagan can't get on the team at the moment, and uh, Morrissey can't get in wing back. How how good is Aaron Gillan's hand? Unbelievable! Like like for one, he caught in the first half. McInerney had his arm around his neck yeah. hanging out of him and Galan still caught the ball and put the ball over the bar. But yeah. it's not actually just overhead. It's the it's the way he puts his body, body into yeah. the into yeah, the back yeah. and for actually goal, swivels around goal, and, and catches it low. Bounced and it was in his hand and I was like, How the hell is that in his hand? And he was gone. And there's two fellas on him. Yeah. There's a fella in front of him and a fella beside him. Now we do have a bit of an issue with next Saturday night and next Sunday. They're only showing one match on the telly. And they haven't announced which game they're showing you in Leinster or Munster. 
And does that include Diego as well? We won't get an extra one yeah. match of between so Leinster and Munster. No, no, no. So Le- Leinster Saturday night is Kilkenny, Wexford, and Dublin Galway, and then Sunday is Tip Limerick and Cork Clare. The games are on the same time, so they're going to make a call on RT and Sky which one they're showing. Yeah, so they can't show both on both they'll nights. Show Tip Limerick. Tip and Limerick is. The I game think they show Tip, and surely oh. they'll show Kilkenny Wexford. You'd imagine. They definitely show Kilkenny yeah. Wexford. But are Sky showing one and are no, no, the other? whatever. I'm not sure what yeah. who's on who. But, but you only get one game. You only get one game because I'm on GA Go here. It's to be announced which one is being shown on TV. So obviously, whoever the broadcaster is has the right to choose. So I'm, I'm surely be Kilkenny Wexford, and you think Tip? I, Limerick. I don't think there'll be any dis- about the Kilkenny Wexford. Let's say the, the Munster one will be interesting though, because they might see the Tipperary Limerick as a dead duck, whereas there's a lot more to play for in Clare Cork, and that's a repeat of last year's Munster mm-hmm. final. But the way Clare are playing, they might decide. Let's show mm-hmm. this Tip Tip Limerick game. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Split screen would be grand for that. Yeah, on the red button. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Clare were very disappointing at the weekend. I mean, yeah. I mean. Jeez, they were nowhere. They were absolutely red, useless. But we, 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 I don't know. I sent you the article about the Limerick game plan, the stats from last year, and the attacking and the the, the defensive front that Limerick have from their full forward line back. Yeah. But the defensive play, like I was more enthralled with the Limerick defensive play, and that's saying something coming from me now. The Declan Hannon flicks, the Sean Finn blocks. Oh, the flicks are amazing. Peter Casey's the work rate from Brilliant. Kyle Hayes and Garold McInerney tore Tony Kelly to pieces. Did you see that, that one? Sh- on that we had him on the ground. Yeah. yeah. After 15 minutes, and that set the tone. Yeah. That's when we. Just, that's when I decided. Garold Hagerty. Yeah. 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 He, he's he's a phenomenal player. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. You really read him, Shani. I think he's brilliant to watch. Like you. No, I just like I just like the way he plays. Like he's just so good running back, but then he's so good running yeah. forward. He got a point there in the in the I think it was the first half, where he had the, he had the hand nearly down on the boss when he was striking. He yeah. looked back, see he was on his shoulder, and like popped it over the bar. But I'd say about a. I'd say an eight of the hurling in his hand. We were chatting to Stevie Cahill the night we, we after after the championship where we lost ourselves. He's a he was on the Limerick panel two years ago with Gerard Hegarty, yeah. and he said Gerard Hegarty was a wing back all the way up along, never played in the forwards before, and you can kind of see that in him as well with the with the aggressiveness and the kind of high, and then the fetching, the aerial ability You'd, he has. We'd know that anyway. Myself and Liam played in the forwards this year. Like I was one one two one one a game. I was Liam. Let's put back in the backs after scoring one two. But anyway, we'll keep moving on. Um, look, we didn't actually do. Pre- Predictions in Leinster. Let's do predictions of the four games now. I'm going to do a round robin very quickly, Sean. If you're ready, you're ready. Go. Wexford, Kenny. Wexford. Bye. Point. Oh. Dublin, Galway. Galway. Bye. Five. five. What's that? Sean. 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 Settle down. Not me. <laughs> Not Sean. Baby Sean. Um, okay. Tip Limerick. Tip. Bye. Two. Cork Clare. Cork. Bye. One. Right. Giggles. Wexford Kenny. Draw. Oh, nice one. Oh, fingers Very crossed. <laughs> Dublin Galway. Galway. Tip Limerick. Limerick. And Cork Clare. Cork. Yeah, okay. I think Munster, I think the big one yeah. is the Cork Clare one. I think yeah. we, I think I can't see Clare getting up there. Um, I'm going to go for it's a draw. Ennis, it's in Ennis, but I yeah. still I can't see it. I just can't see it. How bad a border going unless they have one game left in them for the, for Don Maloney and my hardest one is Wexford to Kenny. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go for a draw there as well. Shawnee made can a I, point. Can I can I review for no, no too late. You're locked in now. Shawnee made a point earlier about Liam Sheedy and the management. And if you look at the teams who are doing really really well at the moment, and let's take Galway, Kilkenny, Limerick and Tipperary as examples, they've all got really really strong management who know exactly what they're doing. 
I've said this before, every time I look at the two Clare lads, I think, how did these two boys, and I know they won under 21s at Ireland's, but th- I, I think, how did they get in charge of Clare? Like, I, I've no idea. They, 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 don't, they seem to be all about the, 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 the flash words, but they don't seem to be any substance behind them at all. Um, I, I just can't see how they're the Clare management at the moment. And the joint manager setup is always a challenge. Weird. Like, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. know how, that, how that's going to work. I never understood how yeah. that would happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's baby Sean there. Is he all right, Giggles? I better go down, go down there and check him out. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and He's we'll wrap the up. Analysis, I don't think. A phenomenal man that has contributed so much to Waffle Hurling over the last 20 years. And if every fella gave what he gave, who knows what we would have won. That's a huge one. All the way in. But once again, Ken McGrath standing strong, indestructible at number six. A retrast in the park, a dinner flick either on Leroy the stock and alive, or a cast and drawn cool, or a dull. Being Ken McGrath himself. We've been unlucky not to be in all Ireland, but I think that defines any of our generation. We've been involved in some of the best games of all time. We lifted a whole generation of hurling people in Waterford. We have from all Ireland, but I'll be honest, the team will be remembered. We're watching one of the great artists of our time in hurling, Ken McGrath, whipping over the bar. Okay, Ken McGrath, he could have done with 15 of them on Sunday, last Saturday night. He was um, devastated, wasn't he? He's on, devastated. On and I, read an in, I saw an interesting quote from today saying that he didn't. people in Warford didn't think it was too bad on Saturday night. Know, He's know. met a few people saying that, and that's really upset him. Yeah, he yeah, said, right. if you're thinking that's not too bad... 13 point beating 13 point beating is not right Like you know I was talking to my mother as well She was down there Like there was 29,000 In Barky Quay For that mm-hmm. game There was t- Was it 30,000 in Limerick 39,000 in 39,000 in Limerick Which the is the phenomenal The atmosphere in Limerick Was yeah. brilliant Unbelievable yeah. It's all good All good Jill We heard Sean But he's fine Giggle sorted him out We're back in action um, But My mother said There was no one from Waterford there 16,000 in Park Park 16,000 in Park Which is a good, That's not a bad that, That's locked That's locked at 22,000 For championship games Even though it can hold 30,000 Due to fire and safety they, Health and safety they, I they they it more than that. No it can hold 30 But for health and safety They, they bring it back down But she said she, she, There was no one from Warford At the match in Park yeah. Cueve And I, she, she reckons it was My mother's inside uh, Lying on it that A lot of Warford Probably even had tickets And just didn't travel Possibly, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of sad to see because Warford have always been great supporters that to have Warford and Cork there in Cork on a Saturday night and that are very, very poor tenants yeah. in Warford. The, the, the Warford County is a small county like and, and those kind of rumours that we talked about earlier when they kind of start circulating, spread they spread everywhere. And if people start hearing that and they're just not inclined to go to Cork on a Saturday night, it's unfortunate because... Did, did we ever find out why there was no tickets in Cork, by the way? You said that last week. Fela. Was no, there was no, the Fela was on. Oh, okay. Fela Gale was on. That's why there was no, no hotels in Cork. Yeah. And also no there was a, some uh, marina thing on down there. So that's why there couldn't be a thing. Okay. But Sean, you wanted to qu- quickly touch on Fela and Gale before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, Turlock Moore from Galway retained the Fela and Gale in Division 1 beating Cork uh, team, the Piershig. Um, I see your uh, club won the Camogie, Liam. The Dixborough on 14 girls won the Shield, which was brilliant. Uh, the boys got knocked out in the quarter final, but um, yeah, the girls did great down there, and they were after having a brilliant weekend. The host club in the Piercig, yeah, um, they were really well looked after, and such an amazing competition. My own club, Watergrass Hill, won the Division Three Shield, so they were they were very happy with that. Not deadly. 
I'd love to be back for it. Missed it by a few days. I'd love to be down there last weekend. Colin McAllister was ref in one of the Dixborough games actually on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear any reviews. They're going well, to sure the more to do back to back, isn't it? Oh, back to back fail is outrageous. Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, to have a crop of players come through again, especially the way it's gone now. Because they've aligned in Kilkenny all the underage with under 13, 15, 17. So now there's no under 14 competition during the year, but they're playing under 14 for the Fela. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, so they've changed, yeah. Kilkenny, they've changed all the grades. So in Division 2, then you had Kilcormac, Kilachny from Offaly. Offaly. Division 2, Division 3 was Dublin side, Castleknock. That's who um, the, our, our club, Watergastel, had. And they beat Glen Rovers. Division 4, then we had. Um, we had uh, Tullamore, had a good win over Clontarf. Division 5, we had another Corkside, Vanden beat Four Roads after extra time. Four Roads from Rathcommon. Yeah. Oh, can I cut across you there? Jesus. I, Dickie Leonard met him in the pub last Sunday and he said he read my article on the whole World Games thing. Oh, yeah. And he said, do I, uh, teams from Waterford, Kilkenny, or players from Waterford, Kilkenny, uh, Cork, yeah. what about Rathcommon? Yeah. He said, I'm from Rathcommon. <laughs> so... Put him in touch there with your contact, Eagles and Crow Park. Yeah, we, the guy got, who wrote your article. We've got we've got Dickie Leonard from Roscommon. I had to correct that, or I'd be shot. And a very good hurler, Dickie. Yeah, serious hurler. Yeah, yeah, serious man in the back line this year yeah. for uh, Sinn Fein. Yeah, and he's an all star. He's travelling for the World Games. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well do, we wanna, do we want to touch on uh, our exit from the championship last week, lads? Nah. No, <laughs> we're beaten in extra extra time by. Uh, an excellent Shamrocks team, no real complaints. Yeah. It was a humdinger of a game, 220 to 2.20 after normal time. Went yeah. the extra time, draw off the extra time, and then Shamrocks just had too much for us, an extra, extra time best by three points, but never played the game like it. 100 minutes of hurling all up. 2.29 to 2.26. Finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair game to be involved. Fair game to be involved. In. Look, the better team won in the end, I guess. we That was our first time we had a, a full team all year, I suppose, and we were still missing three or four outside yeah. of that, so... No, no complaints and great final coming up in a few weeks' time between Shamrocks and Wolf Tones, um, which will be great to see. Um, we want to mention as well, um, Connor Cooney. Um, was it Connor Cooney? Joe, Joe Cooney, who was... Um, played in the sevens. Played in the sevens. Seven, seven, missed out in the sevens final this year, but um, looks like Cleaned he's up against the Kenny on, on the Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. He was, didn't have a great sevens. No. <laughs> seven, yeah. I was saying the sevens didn't suit him. Yeah. <laughs> no, 15 and 15 in Nolan Park. And yeah. the he was better in that than he was in the sevens out here. But uh, I think he might have had a few heavy weeks in the a lead up to brewskies. that. Yeah. Anyway, look, thanks very much for having us down here tonight, Giggles. Glad to have you, lads. Thanks very much, Sean, for coming along. And thanks, Giggles, for attending to Sean mid-broadcast there and settling back down. Not our Sean, your baby Sean. Yeah, our Sean needs a bit of love and care times as well. But that's it for today. And we'll be back next week with our broadcast from Ireland. I'll be in Ireland. We'll have... We'll be Sean, dialing in. You'll be dialing in. Yeah. And we might have a couple of special guests at Kilkenny to help record the episode, which will be exciting. Looking forward to that. Have a good night, everyone. Talk to you soon. <laughs>